0: Now that I'm journaling a lot and I'm writing a lot, physically writing a lot, which I hadn't done in ever, I've never journaled or written as much as I do now on paper. I was like, you know what? I've never cared about what pen I use. It's just, it's always a hotspot, like a hotel pen or this, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever I have access to. That's what I'm using to write on paper. I was like, this doesn't fit. I want to see what it feels like to write with a nicer pen or a pen that feels like I put a little bit of thought in it because I'm using this every day for so much time for such an important activity. Let's put a little bit of love into it and a little bit of care. And I got myself a, a nice pen. And the funny thing is the pen itself, although it does feel nice to write with it and it looks nice in and of itself, it does nothing to my writing, obviously. And like You already know this. Everybody should know this. It does nothing to the writing. It doesn't make me write better or more or anything. Like It doesn't have any real utility around the writing part, other than it kind of feels nice to write with that pen. It's a nice pen. But it, it doesn't improve anything. My skills are not better because of it. It's the sort of thing that we do sometimes where I want to become a great writer, so I'll buy an expensive pen or some shit like that. Or I want to feel successful, so I'll buy an expensive pen or something. But it wasn't like that, and it, and it isn't helpful in the writing, getting better at writing piece of it. But what I've noticed, and it's still early, but what I've noticed is that it sings more harmoniously with many other elements in my life, right? So if you look at the way I dress, if you look at my laptop bag, if you look at the way I arrange my notebook, my Kindle, my laptop. If you look at the kind of cup that I like to use to drink a coffee from, when I look at that pen at my desk, it sings beautifully along everything else. It makes a more cohesive, more completing picture of the care and beauty that I want to be surrounded with and that I want to infuse into my life. Care, Mm -hmm. thoughtfulness, right? Cohesion. And there's many areas in my life where I had tremendous carelessness or like wastefulness <laughs> where I was just like, you know, you, you could you could have like this beautiful desk, an image of a beautiful desk, and then a, a orange McDonald's pen or something, right? It, whatever, like something that just, a note that sticks out because it's not in the same, like, it's not yeah. in the same harmony harmonic scale. So it's just like, ah. Uh, this doesn't make sense and it speaks to i don't take i don't care about this i don't care about these things and for me it's many areas of life where i chose to be very careless about and now step by step i'm playing with this i don't know you know it's also too early to tell sometimes when i'm making big changes in the moment these changes just by the mere fact that they're changing things they seem more important, and more permanent, more impactful. But let's, you know, a year from now, you really, I will really know if this matters or not to me, or if it's sustained. But right now, it's kind of, it's nice
1: to see. Mm, yeah, for me there's like an interesting duality in this where on the one hand i get the point with the carelessness and as you know me i have a lot of carelessness in my life around these things Right? <laughs> yeah. i do see the, the beauty of consciously choosing and caring about how all these things work together and i see the trap of becoming attached to it where one needs that and then when when one doesn't have that everything is dissatisfying you know yeah i, I think and i think it's like about us right so it's it's like it's internal, like it, it's all on the spectrum, and it's totally possible and ideal, right, to be in that space where you care about it without being enslaved to it.
0: Yeah, which probably is a difficult balancing act that is hard to maintain for long periods mm-hmm. of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is fine. I, you know, I th- find this to be very a very important comment, right? You can like construct these things, and then you can make them more than they are. Because exactly. you give them meaning. You can attach to them. And then you're now enslaved to them. You're not yeah. using those items. Those items are now there to use you. Right? Mm-hmm. And you like, have to have all these things. Or otherwise you can't exist or function correctly. On the flip side, yeah. I think I was doing a version of this with the luxury of carelessness. Like I was using th- their things that I did not pay attention to, there were many, many things I didn't pay attention to. And I was telling myself, I don't pay attention to all these things because I pay attention to so much in life and so this much is my luxury. Important things. And wow. more important and meaningful things. Yeah. And this yeah. is that my was the luxury, right? Yeah. yeah, This is something I give myself a gift because yeah. it would burden me to have to deal with this or care about it. And now we're always coming back to the extremes. If you have four items that you really love and they really matter to you and you carry them with you in life, maybe that oftentimes communicates a better balance than somebody that has nothing that they care about. Somebody where every item they have has to be perfect or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With carelessness, it's the same thing with me. I don't know if this is true or not, but in the past couple of months, I thought oftentimes there's so many things I never wanted to pay attention to anymore. And then I was also never interested or never willing to pay attention to me and my needs. Huh. I wonder if these two are connected,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? Because I would go to cities and people would invite me to restaurants and bars clubs and that would show me the greatest places and give me amazing experiences and I would take all of that for granted and not pay attention and a week later you could be like wow you visited this amazing city was there anything cool I'll be there next week and I would not be able to tell you anything Mm -hmm. I'd be like I went to every day to the dopest places, but I don't know. One is like the, I don't know. I don't, I didn't pay attention to the name of these places, how I got there. And that to me was luxury. I'm just like, I'm just showing up here and you, you, people move me around. Birthdays, names of people. I'm like, "Ah, I don't remember names. Can't remember everything. Birthdays. I'm not a birthday person. I'm not a celebration person. I'm not a gift person. Can't have it all. I don't gift. Many, many other things. Like I could make a huge list. And I'm not saying that all these things I'm gonna be become perfect or should be or need to be, I'm just re-examining how much of that is truly a worthwhile luxury or something that I say no to in my life, right? Where I say this, I won't care about. I can't care about everything. So this Mm -hmm. I'm going to be really bad at so I can be really, really good at this other thing, right? I have to say Mm -hmm. no to things to be able to say yes to things. And what are some things where saying yes to this thing is not really saying no to anything else? As an example, I haven't thought this through till the end, now but if I go to a restaurant and I, I am invited somewhere and I have an in- incredible experience it's not that hard of a work to pay attention to what is this place called how did you guys find find it oh I will remember if I'm in this city mm-hmm. this is a beautiful place to come to or if they're friends of people I care about that come to this city I will recommend them to come to this special place this it's not a bank account where it's like if i remember this name i'll forget some other thing right yeah. memory doesn't quite work that way yeah. and that only elevates the experience that only makes me more present more appreciative mm-hmm. it makes it also more permanent now there's a place that's familiar to me versus mm-hmm. i make every place a blank and i just go and eat great food anywhere and everywhere and i I never cared to pay attention to it. Yeah, That to me is sort of like a laziness. I've, I think I've established through this habit of saying, there's going to be many areas of my life I'm not paying attention to because I'm not interested. They're not really that important. And I want to invest all my energy to more important things. That which in and of itself is a solid philosophy to have or approach as always, and as with everything overused is abuse. And I overused it to the point where I think I got very lazy with my thinking. Like I recently I started thinking, if there's anything to remember, I don't even attempt anymore. I never attempt to really remember a street name, a number, anything. Mm. I'm just like, I'm going to type it in my phone or oh, this other person will remember. Or I'll, like I, I just never attempt to memorize anything anymore in life. I don't think that's good. This is not good. Mm-hmm. This is not good training for my brain. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. This is just
0: being lazy. <laughs> it's just being a lazy fuck. So there's these little things I play around with. And then funny enough, yesterday I was at the at the gym here and on television there was this, some kind of interview report about in Japan, in uh, Kyoto, I think, there's this actor, this like theater actor. It's doing these traditional Japanese, whatever they are, theaters, right? Uh, with kind mm-hmm. of all the super intense makeup and all that and crazy grimaces that he was doing in his play and everything he's like a super famous theater actor but on top of it he's also i don't know what he was but let's say the crown prince of japan or something like a a royalty (laughs) and a like handsome motherfucker and so it's one of those like gym tvs where they don't have the sound on so you just read the subtitles and you Uh don't get the whole story right? you just get bits and pieces as you look at it but it appeared as if there was this big deal about this person that's actually like royalty, but fell in love with theater and became like this super famous expressive theater artist and but lives this interesting life, blah, 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 whatever. I don't know why exactly they were, you know, doing this thing about him. But as I was watching him on stage, he had these like bombastic costumes on and this crazy makeup and he was making these crazy Japanese faces and <laughs> these grimaces. To us, to my European eyes, these over intense facial expressions of emotions during the theater yeah. play. It's kind of really cool. Like, he, I never watched anything like that. And I was watching him and I was like in awe. I was like, this is difficult. <laughs> like, making these face, like, expressing <laughs> this so intensely. This is tough. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's good. <laughs> This is crazy. And then you would see him like cut in a beautiful whatever hotel room with the CNN interviewer reporter guy, and you would see him just impeccably dressed. If I told you like fucking the Japanese James Bond, boom, you would know who I'm talking about. Like Uh just this beautiful aristocratic gentleman where everything about his posture and his look was perfection. But he also, you sense this deepness in his eyes and his, his answers that there's, he is a very wise very honorable very smart and humble man right that flashed me to a friend of mine that's from japan who's also has been on the kind of tech keynote speaker circuit for many many years so we we we're keynote speaker friends and he had posted on on facebook an old valuable pen of his that was gifted to him by ibm i think when he left many years ago and he had posted there was like a translation so the original originally he had posted this in japanese i think and the translation was kind of like a little messed up because he wrote something like this is my old friend he was hospitalized his ink dried so we had to hospitalize to blah 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 and then a bunch of people in the comments were like lol the translation instead of saying like you you brought it to a repair the translations had hospitalized and then he responded and said you know, actually the word that I used in Japanese is hospitalized because in Japan, when we when we talk about things, we talk about them as we would talk about things that are alive, like personality. Oh. So when we say we, we bring the laptop to repair, we, the laptop is sick or something instead of the laptop is broken. Like a thing, we talk about these things as if they have a life. And I was like, Wow. This is one, you know, those are one of those moments where you're like, oh, Japan has such beautiful wisdom sometimes. You know, (laughs) that was this, that was a moment where I had that was like, yeah, that's kind of dope. That is kind of dope. It does change the way you look at things quite drastically. And this is also one of the things that I personally loved in terms of the magic that touches you when you visit Japan. One thing that really touched me experiencing it was this incredible care of things. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. these taxis, that were from the 20s or something, you know, from the 40s, yeah. but looked like they were just brand new cars. And yeah. then all these old tech, new tech, like all these technologies that you could tell electronic stuff that they built in the 80s, but it was still pristine. Everything was just pristine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: beautifully taken care of, aging yeah. very gracefully, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so there's a, there's a beauty there, that it permeates through the, the entire culture and through the, like, little post that made all the European and American friends go, LOL, mm-hmm. hospitalized, pen, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and he was, like, he was schooling all us fools. Mm-hmm. He was, like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, motherfuckers, I did write hospitalized. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, there is, you know, as I, as I was watching this, like, this Japanese act, theater actor royalty dude, again, it struck me that there's something really beautiful and really human in taking care of yourself and of things and investing deeply in love, in craft, but also seeing that the room I'm in is an extension of myself in some ways, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not disconnected from the things that are part of my life because I've chosen them. So they are physical manifestations of parts of me
1: it's a way of honoring yourself and what's around you,
0: right? Yeah. The other thing that relates to this is plants. Plants mm. are a thing I have collectively in my entire 38 years on this planet, I thought about plants maybe for five minutes in my life, in three-second increments, right? I never cared about plants. I never paid attention to them. I never bought a plant in my life. I never thought, oh, this room could use a plant. I just never. It was any time people would ever discuss plants, I would just go somewhere else in my mind. I think like I was just <laughs> never present for any of this. I, you know, heard the stories, and I know intellectually, if you were like write everything you know about plants, I could write some stuff. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. people are happier in houses with plants. Plants, uh, you know, but when you talk to Good them, air quality, yada, yada, yeah. Yeah, and, and I heard like they, you know, they, they can grow more beautiful when you sing to them or talk to them nicely. Right. And they're like, there's things, you have to take care of them and everything. I, have, I could write half a page of information that I've, you know, mm-hmm. that I've held on to, but I never really thought about plants at all. Cut to like two weeks ago where I went to a coffee shop and I uh, order my double espresso, like I always do, and I pay, and then there's like this, you walk a couple steps further, and then there's like a little corner where you wait to pick up your thing, right? This is a coffee shop that's in a, in a kind of nice little boutique hotel. So it's not like a full-fledged coffee shop, it's just like a little coffee shop corner of sorts. And so I go to the, the, the corner where I wait to pick up my, my order, and I see a plant. And the plant looks completely like I would have never noticed its existence. It looks wholly unremarkable, except for one thing. Is that Juan? Yes, that is Juan, my friend. Except for one thing, which is it had a name tag on it. (laughs) And it said Juan. And when you looked at the plant, I thought, yeah, that does make sense. This does look Mm -hmm. like a Juan would look like. And for the first time in my life and it was not even like a cheesy like name tag or something that was like oh it was just like a little piece of paper that had his name on it right or its name on it and i looked at it and i was just like instantly smitten by juan like i was instantly just like juan huh Hmm." i was just looking at this plant waiting for my double espresso and then i got my double espresso i was just still stayed there for a couple of seconds because it was was like that is kind of cool this, like instantly gives this aliveness to it no? like, n- I, now like mm-hmm. now i cannot i can't unthink what i thought which is that you are alive then yeah. you're a character it's kind of a cool character yeah. it's, yeah, it's you know, a like personality a, it has yeah. a personality it's kind of quality it's just a plant that's chilling there and just cheering you on as you pick up your coffee it's just like hey dude like it has that kind of an energy to it yeah just, you know, yeah, yeah. Take it easy, not dude. very ambitious but kind of no. content with what it does it has its yeah. own yeah yeah <laughs> his own vibe and <laughs> I took a picture when I was there because I thought maybe I need maybe I need to buy, buy a plant and call it Juan and put it in Germany in my apartment or something maybe that would make me happier they Have like a roommate called Juan and, and then I forgot about it again cut to yesterday morning where I wrote to you there was a terrible mood mm-hmm. yesterday morning I was in as bad of a of a mood as I've not been in a month hmm and it was the kind of mood where I thought of ordering a pizza and starting to binge watch a show on Netflix for the, the entire month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had this impulse in over a month, right? And so I'm like, whoa, this is interesting. Why am I this bad of a mood? Mm-hmm. And I wasted like about an hour trying to fix or figure it out, fix it or figure it out. I was like, should I read a little bit? No. no. Should I journal? No. Should I was kind of like hopeless i was like I, what should i do i don't know what to do the only thing i knew was i'm not gonna order a pizza and watch netflix right now this is not gonna help me and then eventually after an hour i really didn't know what to do and i was like you know just go out on a walk just 10 minutes If that doesn't help you'll back to square one and then you can you can then figure out what to do but maybe it helps just do it and I went out, and as I was walking, I wanted to walk on the kind of nature trail. And then I thought, no, maybe it's time to visit Juan again. Maybe I should just go, just go grab a coffee and check out what Juan is up to. That thought alone cheered me up, right? That thought, <laughs> that thought alone was like a blessing. But then I'm walking to the hotel, and I'm ordering. And the moment I saw Juan, this time, it was not a, oh, this is interesting. with I was just like in my head, obviously, not loudly because – you know, that would draw too much attention. And in the U.S., it might get me into trouble. But as I see Juan, I'm like, Juan, dude, what's up? How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm having a shit morning. And Juan did not speak with a funny voice like in a Pixar movie to me, but it was just its energy. It was just like, could not be bothered. Life is always great for Juan. Juan is always in a good (laughs) mood. (laughs) He's just chilling. And just that, I was like, ah, can I just drink my coffee here with you? And Juan was like, not a care in the world, of course. I'm just sitting there and I'm just sipping at my coffee and looking at Juan. Within three minutes, my mood has (laughs) completely changed, right? I was like, dude, you're the fucking best. I'm going to visit you more often. You're the kind of lighthearted energy that I need in my life mm-hmm. and Juan did not care obviously right? Juan is always Juan and is always where mm-hmm. he, where where he is but it he brightened my day and then I s- sat down at the the lobby and I wrote a little bit And by the time I came back I was in such a better mood that I then worked on a bunch of stuff and I went to training and I just had like an a really great day which really turned into my perception of the day as amazing because of the terrible start, right? The place where I started was mm. so negative that getting to a reasonably positive state was now was ecstatic at the end of the day. I felt incredible. It was a beautiful little like from dark to light. and the shift, as far as I can tell, you know, was a plan called Juan, call me crazy, but it, it worked for me. And now I'm like, I guess I have to get a plant. But the problem now is, see, now the problem is, I, I can't, like, if you told me, Stelly, it makes you 7% more productive to have a plant on your desk and this is the best next thing you can do, just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. I would have just driven somewhere, picked up the first fucking plant, paid, and I would have spent two minutes on this task, right? right? But now I'm like, well, I can't. I want a Juan. I just, I can't buy any fucking yeah. thing like i don't want some asshole in my yeah. in my apartment yeah. or some like stressful yeah. plan yeah. i want a yeah. you villain. can have a
1: deadlift or something like
0: no not a deadlift not a cornelius or something like i want a juan like i need to see a plan and go that's juan yeah yeah but yeah. i want yeah. him now like i want him in my life we're now i'm like i'm bought into this idea that i want this and this is another yeah. thing this is another small thing just you know, in and of itself, not a big deal, but it's this, to one, on one layer, it's a playfulness that's re-entering my life that I deeply enjoy, that is infused with this creativity and more openness. But then there's also this, I think, taking, like, investing in a few things in ways that are bringing energy around me that, you know, it gives me, that gives, that infuses me with life, Mm -hmm. right? Because when I look at that, if I, and when I find Juan and I have it, you know, if now when I go back to Germany to the apartment, the Airbnb apartment that I'm like temporarily using... When I arrive at that apartment, there's nothing there I'm looking forward to. I'm just like, I'm just mm-hmm. it's just like a hotel room. I just arrived. It means nothing. Mm-hmm. I just put my stuff up, my laptop up, my notebook, whatever. I just do my stuff, but there's nothing there. But if I had Juan there, I would get into the apartment and be like, Juan, dude, what's up? Mm-hmm. I'm nice I'm to, to see you nice again. See you. <laughs> at least for like the first three seconds, five seconds, <laughs> I'd be happy to see this plant. Right? Yeah. I do sound a little yeah. crazy, but it's fun. It is much funner to be crazy than to be like all sane, normal. Like yeah, normal is the worst. There's
1: enough is. normal people already in this world.
0: And it's not that I wasn't insane before; I was just insane in a very serious way, which is the worst yeah. way of insanity: is seriousness, yes. right? Overt yeah. seriousness. It's just a little be more playful with life, but that alone, like a fucking plant, that alone, and Juan. Mm-hmm like you would expect with a Juan is not an expensive plant. I don't know for sure, but mm-hmm. I know it's not, as you can tell, it is not an expensive right. plant. It yeah. be an awesome yeah. plant. It doesn't have to be because yeah. it's an awesome plant. It doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah. And so just that, like a little thing, I don't know, probably costs like 20 bucks or something. A 20 buck plant could make the mm-hmm. difference between me walking to a cold, functional space when I've traveled for a long time and I'm now Practically at my second home or my first home, whatever the way you want to look at it, or me entering and going to a thing and feeling like having a smile on my face and feeling a warmth and a familiarity and and an arriving and a welcoming, just a little thing like this, right? I mean, I imagine, I don't know, we'll find out. Maybe son dies and then I mourn him and I realize. You know, I can't take care of a Juan right now in, you know when I travel <laughs> somebody else has to do this. I don't know, we'll we'll see. But but the idea is highly entertaining. It's amusing me to no end that I'm thinking about Juan. Like that alone is mind-blowing to me. That I went to visit mm-hmm. him yesterday and then he did cheer me up. I was just like, mm-hmm. it's funny. Like this is just it's just the best right now, like these little moments you know what I love about yesterday about that little moment is there's a on a meta level there's this recurring feeling I have that I've I need to rein it back a little bit rein it in a little bit and that comes with maybe you're overanalyzing a little bit. Maybe you've over inner worked a little bit. Maybe you're over criticized. Maybe you're over-optimizing. Maybe you're overly changing. A recurring thought where I go, just chill a little bit. You are doing so much fucking work. I've made so many great changes. This was a monumental year that I had in terms of just the amount of inner work that I did the amount of changes that I've created for myself, just monumental, might just chill the fuck out. It's fine. Yesterday, I had to practice not to have to figure out why I was in a bad mood. I didn't fully succeed at it. I had many moments where my mind did go to trying to find a reason. But just to go, hey, it's, I mean, it's good to stay with these feelings and oftentimes when you are present for them you don't run away from them they reveal a big or important truth and then it resolves itself and it benefits your life that's all beautiful but it's also fine sometimes to sit there and be like i'm grumpy right now i can't figure out why and it doesn't matter it's fine i'm alive to be alive means to also have feelings and moments that are not great just That's not important. The why is not always, you can over why things, right? And so if I don't know, that's fine as well. What do I do now? And Mm -hmm. to some degree, I love that what helped me yesterday the most was not some Mm -hmm. deep spiritual Mm -hmm. meditation. It was Mm -hmm. not some fucking journaling. It was not some technique I read in some book about self-help or about enlightened Mm -hmm. living. It was just, Juan the plant at the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. To me, that's yeah. even better than all these other things. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing over the last few weeks with more presence and more openness, there's been more creativity. And what I find is that creativity for me is really the, the key to playfulness. Hmm. It allows me to be okay to be more playful because I do suffer from seriousness. Like that is. I've had this my entire life, even as a child. I do have a tendency to be too serious, to take myself too seriously, to take my problems, my to be too harsh and too serious on every minute of every day of how I live and how I perform and what I do. And constantly, there's a, I'm a constantly like a judge, the judge and the jury in the case of, did Steli live up to his whole potential this very Mm hour? right? And that's Mm -hmm. just, you can't live like this. This is too much. Once in a while, you need a fucking judge and a jury to be like, fucking your ass is in jail. You're a bitch right now. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. You fucking wake up or you, you know, dear consequences are gonna show up. That's fine. You have to be judged at times. Judgment is not bad. It's another thing. Like everything is an extreme, oh, no, non-judgment. As if that's a good thing. Non judgment is the biggest judgment ever because it judges all judgments, right? But I'm not saying that never, but like when it's every hour of every day, it's, that's too right. nobody, much. Nobody can live functionally, I have a good life that way. And I did drift to that direction for a long time. And I'm sure I'll re drift there. It. It's a tendency I have. But I, I very much enjoy the playfulness that pops up here and there in my days right now and, and yesterday's visit to Juan was
1: definitely a highlight so, so you know there's there's a, so when you talked about objects that we really care about and we love i thought about a thing that recently came to my life and then you talked about plants and i thought about that same thing again and then you talked about how you're they went like from dark to light. And I thought about the thing again. So oh. uh, I'm just going to tell you about it now. Yes. Uh, I bought a present for a good friend of mine. It's like a wooden box, right? And it's fucking beautiful. And I had it at the, the guy's place who made it, right? I, I, I was like, oh, okay, just keep it for me. And it was there a couple of months. And then recently I went there to pick it up. I'm like, ah, oh, this is even more beautiful than I thought uh he's gonna fucking love this right so i bring it back home and then put it on my desk and especially when we were talking oftentimes i would just take it and there's like this top that you can like slide out right and then mm-hmm. slide out the top and hold it in my hands and it's heavy but it's so smooth that it feels light like there's a mm. like a physical paradox in it for me right <laughs> and it's from a tree that was partially submerged in mud for a long time. So there's this transition from dark on the one end to golden and shiny on the other, because where like it went from wet to dry, something about structure change And it's very beautiful. The, the, like, the longer it was on my desk, I'm like, ah. Oh funny <laughs> if i hadn't bought this as a present i would keep this too i'm fucking keep- keeping this, <laughs> I think this so
0: <laughs> well maybe you bought it for somebody else but actually it it belongs to you right it's actually like a present to yourself that you just didn't know you know until you well, now i know <laughs> <laughs> now you know oh, that's beautiful that is dope yeah. Yeah, these things, you know, big things have small beginnings. And I think this idea that how you do one thing is how you do everything. Part, again, that's a very totalitarian statement. And part of me is resisting that because there are exceptions, right? You do not do everything the same way, but there's also a truth in it paradoxically at the same time. And mm-hmm. just owning consciously a few things that you care about and then seeing your life and asking yourself, what is an energy that is missing? What is an energy that could enrich in my life? And how do I bring this about? Instead of, you know, when you are overly, in an overly functional society and in an overly productive life, you just look at all items as dispensable, purely utilitarian, right? Like at times I could have I, I was very wasteful because I was just like these are all just I like to me to arrive at a place without you know the necessary clothing and then because I don't want to have to predict the weather and I don't want to carry too much around because I travel too much and then just get what I need in that place there and then maybe gift it to somebody or instead of carrying to the next place I'm going that's insanely wasteful to some degrees, but in some ways that was the, that was something that I would enjoy, right? That would be like, Mm -hmm. this is a luxury that I enrich my life with because I just don't care about caring about things. I just use them when I need them, right? And then I give them away. Um, And that can be fun and that can be good and, and useful at times, but when you just look at everything around you as just purely utilitarian, there might be like a, a, a metaphorical mirror there about how you see your, your value in life, right? If I'm not of use, then I'm dispensable, then I'm useless.